It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to Wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. It's your boy Quinn Mayo at T-O-Q-M underscore on Twitter and on Instagram. You can also check me out on Snapchat at SkinnyQ. I think that's it, SkinnyQ. So, uh, the Wizards last night, 138 to 140, double OT at the vault against the Toronto Raptors, who have the best record in the NBA right now. I mean, the Wizards scored a season-high 40 points in the fourth quarter franchise record 19 three-pointers and a big part of that came from mr all-star should be all-star himself the big panda bradley bill 40 points 10 rebounds 15 assists the second player in nba history to have multiple games with the line of at least 40 15 and 10 in the same season the only other player to do that in the history of the association itself mr triple double Oscar Robinson, 1961-1962 season. It's a tough pill to swallow, man. We're going to break it down. What worked, what didn't work. Um, We got a lot to talk about here, a lot to unpack. Um, Before we get started, before we get started, I want to make sure y'all know something. Y'all got to go check out our Google, um, I was about to say Google Voice. You have to go check out our voicemail, man. Call and leave us a message on our Locked On Wizards voicemail to have your opinion and your take heard on the show the number is 804-453-8608 again that's 804-453-8608 call in leave your thoughts after every game or whenever you want to leave your thoughts and leave your thoughts about the uh the podcast itself um what do you want to want what do you want us to hear what do you want to hear us talk about excuse me um what are your takes any questions comments or concerns let us know over there so it was a rough night, rough night. Twitter was down early because the Wizards were down early, literally, and they came back. And it, after, you know, all the the smoke and mirrors and after the dust settles, you think about it. And this is the same exact thing the Wizards have been doing all season long, going down by big, big deficits early, double digits early, fighting all the way back and then running out of gas in the tank to finish the job. Um, I already said the Bradley Bill stat line, but Bradley Bill wasn't the only one balling last night. It's the difference between superstars and all-stars. And that's where we talk about Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is a superstar. 41 points. 11 rebounds. 
five assists. 51% from the field. 44 minutes, that's the season high as well. But the fashion in which he goes about it is just so, so incredible to watch. I mean, it's effortless. Sometimes I'm looking at Kawhi and I'm like, did he even try? It doesn't even like he gets a lot of lifts on his jump shot. It just goes in. Does he, he looks big, but he doesn't look that big, but he'll body you down low. Easy layup. Seems to always finish at the rim. He does all the right things. There's a reason why Kawhi Leonard is considered for the most valuable player of the 2018-2019 NBA season. Last night showed why. But that does not take away from what Bradley Bill did last night. Bradley Bill had an amazing game. And um, I just started off like this. He's a star. He's a star. After being held in check fairly early, the reason why he's now the second best shooting guard in the league, and I'll repeat that, the reason why he is now the second best shooting guard in the league behind James Harden is because this year he specifically found a way to still get off when all eyes are on him on defense. You know, when you have John Wall, another all-star caliber player, all-star player right beside you, you know, you, you tend to get more open looks. It's like playing with LeBron. Role players get better when you play with LeBron. But KD, Steph... Clay, they make each other better because your eyes are all over the place. People are focusing on Steph, Clay's open. People focus on Clay, Steph's open. People focus on one or the other, a big seven foot sharpshooter named Kevin Durant is wide open. Same thing with LeBron, same thing with James Harden, same thing with all the greats. Because all the focus on the, is on them, and you have two or more people, um, two or more superstars, you got James Harden and uh, Chris Paul, they take attention away from each other so you can get off. Bradley Bill, when he's playing with John Wall, a lot of that attention is taken from him. So he can get open. He can get off a little bit more. But he has found a way to elevate his game to a point where when Pascal Siakam, Danny Green, DeLon Wright, OJ Ananobi, Norman Powell, and last but not least, Kawhi Leonard, with all of their eyes on Bradley Bill, and he can still find a way. After a slow start, to drop 43 points, 15 dimes, and 10 rebounds. That is why Bradley Bill is now the second best shooting guard in the league. He has elevated his game. Elevated. Him and James Harden are the only, only players in the league this year to have multiple 40, 15, and 10 double-doubles. The only players. James Harden with 40, 10, and 10 double, triple doubles, excuse me. James Harden and Bradley Bill. It's, it's incredible. And it's starting to get, it's starting to get a little, it, he's starting to get some more national recognition now. He's starting to get, because everybody expected this team to just go away. After John Wall goes down, this team's just supposed to go down the tank. I am one of those guys, I thought Bradley Bill was still going to be doing his thing like he's doing, but I, you know, I'm saying this team, no, they did lose last night. Newsflash, so I had to tweet this last night, they, or earlier today, they did lose. They did lose. However, to some of the fans' points, they took the best team, arguably, in the league to double OT. Okay. Without John Wall, without Dwight Howard, with just, basically just Bradley Bill. Trevor Reza did do his part. Otto Porter did do his part. Absolutely. A plus 23, plus minus on the night. 27 points. Five three-pointers. 10 for 19 from the, from the field. Eight rebounds. Only one turnover. For all those analytic guys out there that say, you know, all my nerds that say, you know, Otto Porter, the team is better when he's on the floor. Last night just proved that. Plus 23 had the highest plus minus out of any player playing last night. 
Bradley Bill is a star, man. And he showed it last night. He showed you that when you're looking at him, when all the attention is on him, he will still go get buckets, make plays, and will compete. And, and that's all you can ask for at this point. As a Wizards fan, that's all you can ask for. Last season, we, we saw him struggle. You know, um, when John Wall first went down, he did go off. He did. He was really productive last year. With, uh, Tom, Tomas Hatterings, he was productive as well. But we saw that, you know, fatigue started to set in. He even said it himself. He was like, you know, when Wall is gone, my God, that's my guy. But when he's gone, you know, I have to work even harder. Um, more eyes are on me. I have to play longer. It's more of a workload. You can see he was fatigued when third quarter came around, fourth quarter came around. He would tail off. He would struggle. He would struggle to find a shot. This year, same situation for the most part. He's still getting buckets, but he played 54 minutes and 36 seconds last night. It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. All that, and it hurts even more when you lose. So, Bradley Bill's a star, man. They're, but they just lost to a better team. I mean, the Raptors are a great, great team. That Raptors starting unit is such a great starting unit. I mean, it's absolutely incredible to watch. And one thing I immediately noticed, especially when the Woods started to cut that 23-point lead down to like 15, 13, when it cut to 10, when it cut to single digits, I noticed that when Kyle Lowry sat down, took a breather, things of that nature, the offense got more stagnant. And one person, you know, a lot of people give Kyle Lowry a lot of grief. They say he doesn't show up in the playoffs, just in the third. I've always been one of those guys that says that, you know, Kyle Lowry is not one of the elite point guards in the league. And I still feel that way. He's a very good point guard. Very good point guard. He knows his offense. I mean, Nick Nurse is not a new coach to him. He was assistant coach to Dwayne Casey before Casey was fired after winning coach of the year. Lowry knows his offense and he runs his offense so, so well. And that starting unit when Lowry is at the is at the helm. I mean, you go over to Toronto, Lowry had a plus 13 plus minus last night. When he's on the floor, that team just runs smoothly. When you take Lowry out, even though you have Ka- Kawhi Leonard in the game, he had a negative one p- uh, plus minus. Even when you leave Kawhi in and you take Kyle Lowry out, Lowry just runs that offense from the point guard position so well that it's so hard to keep up. That team can score in bunches. They can just they got so many easy shots at the rim, a lot of points in the paint. And you 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 t- you combine the playmaking ability of Kyle Lowry and the lack of defense communication that the Wizards continually display each and every night. It makes for nights like these. It makes for nights like these when players go off. It makes for nights like these when the Raptors score 20, uh, um, 58 points in the paint. Excuse me, 17 second chance points. It makes for nights like those. But um, when you take Kyle Lowry out that starting lineup and leave Kawhi Leonard in there with the rest of those guys. Or even rotate maybe a Greg Monroe in there or things of that nature. It's a it's a it's an obvious jump off, and that's what allowed the Wizards to get back in the game. Now, when you when you only have Kawhi Leonard on the floor, I mean, it's you can only get but so bad. <laughs> I mean, let's not act like they just stopped scoring. I mean, it just got a little more stagnant with just Kawhi in there at the helm as the best player on the court, um, surrounded by, uh, by the rest of the guys. But you can only get so bad with Kawhi Leonard on the floor. But when when Kyle Lowry and that starting lineup is is in it. And they're running their plays and they're doing their thing. That offense and that defense, it's incredible. It's an incredible thing to see. So, um, I mean, kudos to the Raptors. They did, did what they were supposed to do. They got a win in the vault against a team that's undermanned and really only has, you know, Bradley Beal as the star player. Also, nice like these. You miss John Wall, man. Miss John Wall after trip after a triple double from Tomas Adarensky. You miss John Wall nice when Tomas Tomas Adarensky goes for two points. 
mean four points, excuse me, on two for 13 shooting. Four points, made two shots out of 13 attempts. You miss, you miss it. You miss it. Now, even though the slack was picked up by Otto Porter, who had 27. Trevor Reza, who barely missed the triple-double as well, 23, 10 assists, 9 rebounds. One rebound shy for triple-double. You miss John Wall nights like this. You lose in double overtime by two points, and your starting point guard gave you four. Just think about that. Tomas has to give you more than four points a night. He's capable. He made a few clutch. His, he made a clutch floater. I think it was in the overtime or the fourth quarter. But you got to do more than that. You got to do more than that. And this is what's been kind of escaping the Wizards all season long. None of the players are playing their best basketball at one time. It's like Bradley's going off, but the rest of the team's not. Or Otto may, may make a few shots, but Bradley seems to be going through a dry spell. You know, it's it's never everyone going off at the same time. It's rough. It's rough to win games like that. It's rough to win games like that. But nonetheless, the Wizards now, they travel to London to play the Knicks on Thursday. Should be a, a great game. Not because of who's on the floor, but because of what's off the floor. I mean, I've never been to London, but it looks beautiful. I would love to go. I would absolutely love to go. Um, but you got to keep your eye on, on that. I mean, the Wizards, the front office seems to want one thing. and They're basically chasing that eighth seed. I mean, you're playing 55 minutes to Bradley Bill, and you're doing all this crazy stuff with these starters and playing a, a crazy, crazy amount of time. They're chasing that eighth seed. And, I mean, they're 18-26 to 26 from the season. Eighth seed is 19-23, and 23, which is the Hornets. So not that far the eighth seed. That's because, you know, the East is just that bad. However, I still stand by what I said. The Wizards need to tank this season, man. And whether they're doing it on purpose or not, because I already told you in the last podcast I did that they're just not capable of winning games right now. They're not capable of winning games right now. They have to tank. You're not going to do anything. Let's say you sneak into the AC. So who's going to be in the number one seed? Is it going to be the Bucks? You sit at 30 and 12. It's going to be the Raptors. 33 and 12. You're not going to a seven-game series against either one of those teams and winning. You're not winning four. You'll be lucky to win one. I mean, let's just keep a spade a spade. Let's keep it 100 right now. I'm talking to you. You talking? You know what I'm saying? You're listening. I'm talking. We're all cool here. You can hit me up on Twitter at TLCam underscore. But let's keep it a stack. This team cannot compete with Toronto for a seven-game series. This team cannot compete with Milwaukee for a seven-game series. They cannot beat the Sixers in seven games. They cannot beat the Celtics in seven games. Heck, they can't beat the Pacers in seven games. I mean, could they compete with the Heat? Sure, the sixth seed. Could they compete with the Nets or the Hornets, seven and eight? Yeah, but they're not going to play those teams because you have to sneak in. You're already so far behind. You're already so far behind. I just don't see it. I don't see it happening. So you really have to look at the season, the clear eye view, and say, look, what do we have? Let's evaluate our talent. We lost Dwight Howard. It looks, And I'm, I already told you how I feel. I feel like Dwight Howard is done for the season. There's no, no need to come back. He has a second-year play option. He's going to opt into that. 
Let's, let's be honest. He's not coming back. He's done for the year. John Wall, done for the year. So now you got Bradley Bill, Otto Porter, Trevor Reason. Is that enough to get you the sixth seed? The fifth seed? But 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 we took the best team in the league to double OT and lost? Didn't you guys take uh LeBron James and the Cavs to overtime? And lost. Remember that? LeBron James, classic turnaround three-point buzzer beater to send it to overtime. Y'all lost that game. It's too much. It's too much. The The mountain is insurmountable. Bradley Bill is playing the third most minutes in the league right now behind James Harden and Anthony Davis. He's played two 50-plus minute games this season. One resulted in a win against the Suns. This one resulted in a loss. All I'm saying is, accurately look at this season and come to me straight. Why do you want this team to go to the playoffs? Why do you want this team to go there and get embarrassed in the first round? Instead of saying, look, team's not good enough right now. Whether it be your reason being it's injuries or they're not skilled enough or it's coaching, whatever your reason may be, why not re-up? Why not re-up? Rest Bradley Bill after he gets in the All-Star game. Rest him, please. Rest him. Cause I, But I'm, what I'm getting the vibe is that Scott Brooks is coaching for his job. I mean, you should always be coaching for your job, regardless. But we see that Ernie's not going anywhere. <laughs> so Brooks is coaching for his job. He's trying to do anything it takes to get this team to the postseason. And even when you play Bradley Bill, 54 minutes and 36 seconds. When he goes for 40, 15, and 10 game. Even when you got Otto Porter delivering five threes, 27 points. Even when you have Trevor Reza, one rebound away from a triple-double. You lose. You lose. Now, whose fault is it? You know, we could say Bradley Bill should have made those free throws at the end of the game. We could have said that. We should have said, you know, Tomas Sadoransky should have should have scored more than four points. It's a lot of things we could say. But when are we going to stop looking at these games as isolated events and stop and start putting the picture together, putting the puzzle together? This is a culture. This is a attitude. This has always been the so Wizards hashtag did not just form out of the blue. This has always been who the Wizards are. They aren't good enough. They aren't good enough. They are really talented. They're a really talented team that lacks coaching, which starts with Scott Brooks, and they lack a general manager who is competent enough to surround the main pieces of your team with good enough pieces to get this team to where it needs to go. It's a culture. A talented team without coaching and management, that's all they are. A team fighting to get into the playoffs. I mean, I know injuries happen. I know. I'm not ignoring that. But you can't just look at this season as an isolated event. Last season, what happened? Snuck in the 8th seed, lost in the first round. 
team has never been past the second round. You want to know why they lost it? People keep saying, boo, went to game seven against Boston and lost. And lost. They were out coached in game seven. Reason why they lost. Go figure. Go figure. John Wall shrunk in game seven. Go figure. It's just who they are right now. So you need to shake this team up. You get a draft pick that you can build around as well. A good good quality draft pick. I don't think it's going to be Zion, but Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett, Bo Bo, somebody. You get a draft pick. You kick Scott Brooks to the curb. Buy him out. Who knows? Is Ernie really movable? I have no idea. From what I've seen in my entire lifetime, he's not. He should be moved. I don't want him to be the helm of this operation. But one thing I do know is that talented players like Beal, Wall, Otto. If you want to include Otto, you can move him too. But Beal and Wall, mainly, given the right situation, the right coach, it's, it's, it's a crazy thing to imagine. There's nothing wrong with being system players. They call Kawhi Leonard a system player. He went from Greg Popovich to Nick Nurse, who's no slouch. Nick Nurse is one of the best coaches in the league. Just because the name isn't familiar, don't don't get it fooled. Nick Nurse's resume is like that. So be be very mindful when you talk about who you talk. It's nothing wrong with being a system player, flourishing in good systems. There's nothing wrong with that. The Lakers, Phil Jackson, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having really good coaching. People say system like that's a bad thing. No, that's a good thing. Having a system in place where you can thrive and succeed with a coach that respects the players, knows what to do in what situations, knows how to get the most out of his players, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what the Wizards need. They need a culture shakeup. They need a guy that doesn't get FUs and shut the F up and stuff like that. You can't. You need a guy that's not going to get that from his players. Guy's going to maximize his players' talent. You need a GM that's going to get the respect from maybe his best player on the team, which is Bradley Bill. It's a respect thing. It's a culture thing. It's bigger than it's bigger than losing a double overtime to the best team in the league. By record wise, you know, Golden State's still the best team. But it's bigger than that. This team is far, far away from where they want to be. And I, as a fan of the game, a fan of the Wizards, but also an analytic mind, a basketball mind, there's no way you can say there are more pros. Then cons to the Wizards having Bradley Bill play 45 minutes a night to sneak into the playoffs as an eight seed and get smashed by Toronto or the Bucks. There's no feasible argument that can be had. So I don't need to see rah-rah videos on Twitter from authentic fans about why the Wizards shouldn't tank and if you think they should tank, you're stupid. No, no. I'm not the one. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna get that pat. Get that over on me. I'm sorry. I know too much about the game to have that fly. I know too much about the game to let that fly. So make sure y'all let me know your thoughts, man, and y'all opinions. Y'all know how I stand. Um, you got to make a change. There's nothing wrong. There's absolutely nothing wrong with. Look, the season started off slow. You don't have the good coach in place. You don't have a good general manager in place, and then you got hit. You got bit by the injury bug. You got bit with the John Wall bone spur. You got bit with the the uh, Dwight Howard back injury. He was going to be a big, big part of the Wizards' success this year, I believe. And I believe that this team, with all three of those pieces healthy, could still compete. But they're still not better than 
they're still not better than the Raptors or the Bucks. That is what it is. I said when on paper, when when I thought, and we all thought that everybody was healthy coming into this season. On paper, I said they were the fourth best team in the in the Eastern Conference, behind the Sixers, behind the Bucks, behind the the um, Toronto Raptors. Yeah, those three. Sixers, Bucks. Oh no, 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 no. I had Sixers. I did not have. Sixers. I had the Bucks. Excuse me. The Toronto Raptors, the Boston Celtics. Then I had them at the four, five, six range with the 76ers and the Pacers. So here we are. I'm going to leave y'all with this. You know, whatever Becca wants to talk about after this, you know, that's that's Becca. I'm going to leave you with this. Spurs tank for Tim Duncan. He got an all-time great five titles. OKC was terrible for a very long time. Got Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. The Celtics, they outsourced their tanking. And it did wonders. Just look around. Look where their picks are. Did wonders. Golden State. They built their own. They built their team off of draft picks. They built around those draft picks. Because they were bad. 73 games. Behind three draft picks. Two which were lottery picks. Think about it, man. There's nothing wrong with giving up on this season. No harm, no foul. Same way they looked at the Memphis Grizzlies, the same way you can look at the Wizards. Okay, they didn't tank on purpose, but they had the injury bug. They just weren't capable to win games. They did what's best for them. Took down the minutes of a future star on this team in Bradley Bill. Developed some younger players. They got a good draft pick. They went into the offseason. Got rid of their coach. Brought in a coach that's XO oriented. And they became one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. That can be the storyline for next year. But he have to do exactly what I've laid out in this podcast, in previous podcasts. So, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you follow me on Twitter at T-O-Q-M underscore. Also, follow uh, Locked On Wizards, which is part of the Locked On Network, the daily news for local experts. We are on Instagram, and we are on Twitter. So, make sure you check us out there. And uh, if you don't agree with me, which a lot of people don't, a lot of people do as well. Whatever your take is, call us. 804 four five three eight six oh zero leave a message leave a voicemail i promise you i'm not ducking away from it. i don't shy away from any smoke free smoke I, I love it send the smoke but if you feel me say you feel me let me know on twitter or instagram if you don't send the smoke no joke so without further ado dc, DC family The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, Wizards fans. Welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. I'm Becca at BeccaMVP on Twitter. You just heard from Quentin at T-O-Q-M underscore. He always does an amazing job, so make sure if you're listening, give him props on Twitter. So... 
we lost to the Raptors, but it was not a horrible loss. We lost 140 to 138. I was at the game. I'm not sure what propelled Wizards fans to show up, but they did. Um, The crowd came in slow, and I'm assuming it was because of the snowstorms. Um, I was very worried that Raptors fans would overshadow our fans, but clearly that was not the case. Um, There was a lot of Raptors fans, but they did not overshadow our fan base. So props to you, DC family. Thank you for showing up to the game. A lot of games... um, The crowd's very dull and very empty, so it was really nice to see that change. Basically, to sum up this game, the first quarter started off horribly. I was worried about having to show up to work to face my coworker um, this Monday, who happens to be a Raptors fan. I kept praying this wouldn't be a blowout. However, the game didn't end in blowout fashion. And my office was closed Monday. So it was a win-win for me all around. I hate having to face um, coworkers that like different teams. It's just really awkward. I'm sure a lot of you feel the same. So the one thing, if we're going to talk about anything today, we're going to talk about Mr. Bradley Beal. Mr. All-Star dropped 43 points, 10 rebounds, and 15 assists. Massive game for him, and he was the definition of clutch going 4 for 4 shooting in the fourth quarter when the team needed him the most. And I think it's fair for us to talk about the fact that last year he was not clutch. He was not the definition of clutch by any means. Um, A lot of times when we needed him to take that last minute shot, he was not able to do so. So he's really taken on this role where he's providing crucial um, shots at crucial moments, something that we did not see from him in previous seasons. So this is really something that I think is really important to note. Also, not to overshadow this by Mr. Bradley Beal's performance, the Wizards set the franchise record for threes in a game, having 19 of them, six of them coming from Beal, four of them coming from Trezor, Trevor Ariza, and five of them coming from Otto Porter. I mean, that's just incredible. You know, I feel like our team, it hasn't really reflected the fact that this season hasn't reflected the fact that we do have a lot of three-point shooters. But um, this game really showed that we do have three-point shooters and they can come out and they can show out upon occasion. So that was um, really nice to see that we did shoot the three ball and it did go in the basket. (laughs) A lot of times Scott Brooks will give us um, a lot of things during the press conference that we don't necessarily want to hear and not, not making excuses for losses, but kind of clarifying why they happened and justifying them. But Scott Brooks had good things to say about this game. He said, it was a great game. Anytime you have two teams laying everything out on the floor, you can walk away knowing that you did your best. And tonight was one of those games. Disappointed that we didn't get the win, but still proud of how our guys handled it and battled. If we keep playing like this, 
We're going to be in a lot of good games and in a good position to win these games in the end. I agree with him 100%. That was a great quote, great um, statement to make. Um, to take this game to double overtime after being down by as much as 23 is a great accomplishment in my book. A lot of fans and media members that I spoke to knew the Wizards probably wouldn't stand a chance in this game facing this team with Kawhi Leonard. And, I mean, they came in and they they try. I mean, they really did try their best and they really did put forth the most effort that I've seen all season. Not having John Wall, not having Dwight Howard, not really having Keith Morris. You know, this is this is great. I mean, this team is really finding their own so that they don't... It's not that they don't need John Wall or the other players. It's like they can adapt. They're very adaptable. And that's something that, you know, we should recognize. Besides that... Otto Porter, I think he deserves a lot of credit for this game. A lot of people don't really realize how crucial he is to this Wizards team. He was in double figures off the bench and had 27 points on 10 for 19 shooting. So welcome back, Otto Porter. I mean, he does an amazing job out on the floor, and he can shoot um, when we do need him. A lot of people don't realize how important he is, and I just want to reiterate that Otto Porter is crucial to this team, and we do need him. So, in all, Wizards players had great energy, and it was nice to see that they didn't give up this game. Um, I feel like a lot of times when they're down by 20-something points, they usually kind of taper off and not check out necessarily of the game, but kind of um, slow down their pace, but, you know, they still kept at it, and... I did get a chance to speak with Serge Ibaka and Kawhi Leonard, and they both gave credit to the Wizards for the comeback and tipped off their hats to Bradley Beal, who they both labeled as an all-star. You know, they both kind of said he's an all-star. You know, this is what we expect from him. He did amazing, and, you know, we have to give the Wizards team credit for coming back after being down by that many points. So we have a game coming up, which the Wizards will be in London for. They were supposed to take off last night after the game, but were not able to as the plane was frozen per Troy Brown's Instagram. They were able to leave today, however, and um, as of two hours ago, they are in London. So with this energy that we've shown in the new year, it should be a great game to watch, and it's an honor, of course, to be chosen for an international game. And let me know if you're going to London. I'm really curious to see if there are a lot of fans going out there to London to to watch this game. And I was planning on it, but I will not be due to conflicting schedules with work. Uh, I'm very sad. I did want to see them play in London, but I do not have the time to do so. So if you are, let me know. Let Quentin know. Let any of us know. We're on Twitter. We're here to listen to your thoughts. Please contact us. Um, we're here for you. And all this was not a bad loss. So I'm doing this podcast in a um, in good spirits. So 
Let me know your thoughts. Let Quentin know your thoughts. Quentin is at T-O-Q-M underscore. I am Becca MVP. Thank you so much for tuning into Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, and we will see you soon. Bye. Baby, could you? I got too much on my mind right now. I ain't got the time to get you sent right I got too much on my mind right now. Tell that hero tale, get my baby back Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.